If you drop your change in a tip jar, but the barista didn't see it, did it really happen? Whoa. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. I'm sorry, Matt. Oh, what for? I'm really sorry. Sort of one of those things you don't know whether you should um you should mention something beforehand or just if because I if you found out and afterwards and were angry like you go why didn't you just tell me I would have would have been fine if you just told me but you didn't tell me. Uh, okay, what happened? Well, tonight I am um I'm getting up on stage with with Tom Ballard, my old radio husband. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know. I didn't know whether to mention or like, or if you saw photos or something. Do you think that bringing this up on, in public is the a right way to do things? Do you think maybe we could have discussed <sighs> this off air? Well, yeah, maybe. What are you doing with him? Well, at Comedy Republic, you know, we they do a little duo co-host thing, and Tom was doing it, and oh, they asked if I wanted to do it with him, and so um, I said yes. And oh yeah, I guess because there's no other comedians in Melbourne. Um, well, you know, it's just, we're friends, you know, we stayed friends after we left. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's, I'm, I don't care. And I, I don't even care because, um, <sighs> because it actually just so happens that tonight I am, um, doing a cross about the world game on SBS with uh, Lucy Zelich. So there you Whoa. go, my okay. old Thursday FC co-host. So I don't <laughs> even care about you and Tom, okay? Because me oh, and Lucy are, are back on screens together. Good. Well, I'm glad. I knew you would understand. That's why I told you beforehand. Anyway, yeah, totally. we'll be able to get through this podcast okay, won't we? Mate? Matty? Smelling like his cologne. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that should be fun. Good friend of the show. And um, look... We got plenty, plenty to do. We're still making our Okine Dyson system, so we've yep. still got that. We still want to change the world for the good or bad, whatever it is. We still want to figure out a way to make things easier to calculate something. Mm, absolutely. So we're going to be checking in a little bit later about that. And some all-day breakfast listeners, much like yourself, uh, will be winning some. Uh, well, I was going to say all-day breakfast prizes, but we've got more info about that later on. And yeah, we're going to delve into some podcast. weird headlines. It's all <laughs> happening on Matt and Alex's all-day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. That's it. You're with Tom and Alex. I mean, oh, oh. oh. Wow. <laughs> Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all-day breakfast. Now, Matt, we're coming up on to about a year of this coronavirus, you know, we had Australia celebrate, well, celebrated, uh, marked. It's, <laughs> it's one oh, year. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. I think there's going to be a few people who disagree with you there, mate. <laughs> Sorry. Marked. It's one year anniversary of its first cases of coronavirus uh, the other week. And then borders sh- started to shut around uh, March where that happened. But um, how's this? We're still innovating. London, England are rumoured to be bringing in a new system to combat this deadly virus, which has, um, you know, affected the planet. How about this? How's this for um, thinking outside the box? When people travel to the UK, it's expected this week that Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, are going to say, when you get there, you've got to be in quarantine in a hotel for 14 days before you're allowed out of the community. What do you reckon? Whoa. <laughs> That's um, that's a new thing. I can't believe they're only just starting to do. Honestly, I it, it blows my mind when I hear that people from other countries can just go wherever they want. Still, yeah, I know it's pretty wild. And like particularly when you see um, 
tweets or comments from people was like, well, yeah, Australia and New Zealand, yeah, they've, you know, they've done all right at this virus, but they're an island, you know, it's a lot harder. I was like, yeah, <laughs> the UK is an island. <laughs> and they're only now going, you know what? Maybe when people are coming in, we, we should probably make sure that they don't have it. Man, to be fair, though, during during uh, when we went as winter here, my friend was who lives in London went to Greece. It did look great. <laughs> like, I would risk COVID for some of that crystal clear water and some calamari, I swear to God. <laughs> I was very jealous. But, yeah, that's right. They're finally deciding to do things, adopt some uh, things that Australia have been doing for a while now. Uh, it's not just hotel quarantine, though, Alex Dyson. Apparently... Uh, Boris Johnson is going to adopt a few other things that Australia's uh, already doing mm. as well. Did you hear? Yeah, yeah. Um, sunshine. <laughs> They're actually going to be uh, <laughs> trying to implement more of that in England. <laughs> uh, people are angry about that. The ashes. They're hoping um, <laughs> will will they can bring that in and uh, cold beer. Yeah. Oh man, they need to they need to implement that. Definitely. That's been uh, dodgy for a while. <laughs> But the UK aren't the only one bringing in measures to combat the virus. Obviously, um, masks, one of the many um, things, which aren't, it isn't a silver bullet, but obviously helps in the uh, containment of the virus. The problem that many jurisdictions have had, though, Matt, is how do you enforce this? Do you do encourage? Do you do fines? You know, are you a one it- masker? Are you a, are you know a one? You, you take your one mask everywhere because I've got I've got like. A mask for every pair of pants, basically, <laughs> and I color wise, or and I just keep it in my back pocket, and it gets washed when I wash my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so that way, I never forget it. Yeah, no, I've got about three or four masks on on the go at the moment, depending on the the cleanliness of said face mask. Well, I, I heard as well in Brisbane when they were doing the you know the strict sort of you know masks mm. are mandatory. Um, I mean, that, the police are have quite like offering people masks if they'd forgotten them. Yeah. So it was pretty difficult to get punished. But in Bali, they're doing something a little bit different. Oh, Bali. Uh, that's, what do they call it? North Perth. Um, <laughs> uh, they're bringing in some interesting rules. We saw an article. Is this, is this true, though? I do have to, I do have to check. Is this there true? Is a, there is videos of people in uniform enforcing this rule for mask wearing in Bali because obviously Indonesia... Large population, you know, quite quite hit quite hard by the virus. Um, it says tourists in Bali are being made to do up to 50 push-ups for not wearing their masks. I just um, don't believe there, this, honestly. There is a fine. It's $7. But if, if you don't have $7, you may have to do 15 to 50 push-ups. And um, people say that, uh, police say that 90% of people not wearing masks are tourists and they're considering mm. deportation. But in the meantime, um, it's push-ups, masks... <laughs> Okay. It's quite extreme. <laughs> Two, it's like, we will deport you, but we can't yet. So yeah. drop it down and give me 20, please. <laughs> like, so, okay. Yeah, which is, which is, you know, it is new and it's innovative, which is what I like. Matt O'Connor, I but it's, it. also, it's also kind of positive. Like it's yeah. sort of a punishment, but it's also a little bit healthy. Talking of upstream bloody methods, save the health system down the track. We've got yeah. the, the buffest city of all time, these people doing the push-ups. Well, it's actually not the only measures that are coming in in Bali, actually. Oh, really? Um, yeah, no, you wouldn't be, you'd be amazed um, at some of the other things that they've, they've got. And these are, these are absolutely new laws that they're thinking 
of bringing in, implementing in Bali. If you're caught not keeping your 1.5 metres social distance, uh, they're, they're actually going to force you to drive your scooter wearing a helmet. <laughs> not sanitising your hands for uh, before a handshake, that's going to earn you the middle seat on the Jetstar flight home. <laughs> uh, no snacks. Too many visitors in your household um, you, or your villa that, you, that you've Airbnb'd. Uh, you're not allowed to hashtag day for it <laughs> or uh, my office for the day, for the whole trip. All right. How are people going to adhere to that? They're That's... not going to. <laughs> um, pulling your mask down to cough will earn you uh, warm mid-strength beers for the entire post-footy season trip. Oh. So, <laughs> Oh, you'll get bloody laughed off, <laughs> laughed out of La- Ubud from, <laughs> by the boys on their bean tanks. <laughs> Goodness gracious. If they find a venue has too many people inside it, everyone is going to have to take a quick dip in uh, Kuda Beach. Oh, no. <laughs> And not wearing a mask on public transport. Um, no sun lounges at Potato Heads. Oh. Yeah, so you're going to have to stand. Oh, you're looking at the back of the room. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's the some of the measures that they're putting in place. Really harsh stuff. So we wish everyone the best. Stay out of trouble. Coffee? Yeah, go A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. No, I feel a buzz. Alex, it's a bit of a rainy day in Sydney yesterday, and it did make me think, you know, if there was uh, to be some cricket being played, they would have needed to implement the Duckworth-Lewis system. I know. Like, I always thought when there's a bit of rain, and my dad said, good weather for ducks, I always thought he meant the, you know, the animals that would be in ponds and would enjoy the rain. No, no, no. Good weather for the Duckworth-Lewis system. Dude, I've never heard anyone say good weather for ducks. I've never heard anyone say good weather for ducks. No. Uh, why? Why? Well, I don't know. I um, feel like ducks would like a sunny day just as much as everyone else. <laughs> well, be that as it may, <laughs> Matt and I, I admire... I mean, I can swim too. I don't want to... doesn't mean I want it to be rainy all the time. Anyway, the point is, Matt and I admire Duckworth and Lewis so much. If ducks like water so much, they'd swim through it, not just float on top of it. They obviously just like getting their feet wet. Well, water off a duck's back. Exactly. It doesn't want the water on there. The water rolls off. Why would it want to be in the rain? Anyway, we're getting slightly sidetracked here uh, because we are talking about this. The Eogine Dyson System. That's right. The world runs on systems. And there's so many different issues that could be made better if there was just a well-known and regular system in place. And we want one. We've come up with the name of the system first. It's the Okine Dyson System. Uh, what the system does is yet to be determined, Matt. Well, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day because of how I split my fish and chips with my partner. Did I mention this before? No. Well, because the the piece, like I often get a piece of barramundi. Oh, yeah, you did. You did give us I the barrow analogy, it. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm that old. I'm just repeating myself now. Look, to be fair, I've yeah. had a lot of fish burgers recently. Yeah, well, Matt, we're going to be putting Matt into a home soon. <laughs> um, he's... Starting to uh, become a, a danger to himself. But um, <laughs> we did have some messages, Matt, um, coming through on the uh, Matt and Alex Instagram. 
Yeah, absolutely. Angie texted in, said, who pays the bill at the restaurant when the restaurant doesn't split bills? All oh. Right. Says, always so awkward because I hate being that person who takes a big hit on their card and has to awkwardly send their bank details. Oh, was that absolutely. too the other that, night? Look, there's a lot of people who don't like being the, you know, the one who, uh, who, who, who has to do that, what Angie's talking about. But then there's also, this will catch out a few other people as well, the people who say, People say, oh, no, I'll pay for it on the card. Yeah, I'll pay for it on the card. Then they collect all the cash from everyone. Mm. Collect all the cash, right? And everyone's putting in tips and everything as well. Then they pay on the card, no tip. Mm. And then they see? claim the dinner on tax later yeah. on, the double of money. Uh, what about <laughs> and Josh? Plus they, get the, plus they get the frequent flyer points from the credit <laughs> card. Thank you very much. Well, Josh has got an inst- instance in which an Okine Dyson system might come into place. What is that, Josh? Well, it's a really important one. So I, I need to work out from you guys how you determine when you're at the at the bar or the pub with a shout with one of the boys, mm. one of the mates, and um, you get with someone that's either drinking slower or faster than you are, mm. then you get to that, oh, okay, well, I, I might take in a bit of a tweeny here, and then you just get you get fumbled up and you forget whose shout it is. You don't know where you're at. Tell me how we work this out. Oh, I tell you what, I'm with you there because at one point I got stitched up by an absolute junkyard mutt who went to the bar, uh, brought back brought back a pint for himself and brought back a schooner for me and goes, oh, you've still got a little bit left in your glass. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but I'll finish that. And I bought you a pint. What, are you buying me a cheaper drink now because you decided? Did how I do fast that I or was that someone that else? That was you, Matt O'Kine. <laughs> that was God. you. Well, I'm not going to sit here and watch you take forever to finish your leftover pint and the new pint. Yeah, I did want to fork out that extra dollar eighty to then. upgrade the skewy, did you, mate? <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, that's pretty good. What about I Josh? What situations have you beer. been stuck in? When have you needed the system? Oh, mate, plenty. I've had ones where you're either you're either drinking the same, and then they decide later on that oh, I don't like beer anymore. I'm going to move to I don't know, say something else. That's I got oh, espresso I martini. Yeah. Oh, I can't talk about the beer. Maybe maybe just get me a Negroni this time around. <laughs> can you, mate? <laughs> you want a Negroni, do you, mate? Oh, yeah. Sure. Double vodka. Okay. Yeah, that's sixteen bucks. Sure. No worries, mate. You've always oh, got the one that likes to start out with craft beer, and then all of a sudden a gold turns up the table. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. crafties are setting you back these days as well, aren't oh, you? Mate. Double digits. Goodness Double me. digits is your standard. Yeah, so the system, would, I guess, would have to apply, you know, it's so impartial that it applies everywhere. Can you? What do you think our first step should be if the Dyson O'Kine system was implemented in this area, do you reckon, Josh? I don't know. Like, if someone's going to switch to to a lesser value beer, maybe you would expect some change with what they're going to give you next? Or Yeah, you know, yeah or that- like if, if you say, if someone says, oh, actually, you know, get me an espresso martini or something during your round, then maybe you, oh, I don't know, you have to buy a jug or something for yourself that matches the value of the of their drink. I'm oh, not, wait, I'm trying to figure out how, did, how does that work? No, <laughs> no thinking. No, I don't think that works. I think I'm. These are the kind of soft conversations that Duckworth and Lewis had sitting around the butcher's paper <laughs> trying to come up with the, uh, the system for the cricket. All right, well, leave it with us, Josh. We're going to get on to this because we are, we are going to wait for the perfect system to hit us. And uh, I think that's when we'll know that uh, the Dyson O'Kine system, because we can't have multiple ones. We've got to we've got to find Australia's biggest problem and then get a system to fix it. I reckon. Do you? Does anyone really know the Duckworth Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> no, it no, just don't. works like magic, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. It awesome, is what they thanks. tell you. It is. <laughs> 
Well, thank you very much, Josh. Uh, fingers crossed you uh, you get yourself a good round next uh, next time, hey, when you're out drinking oh. with your mates. Bated breath, mate. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Sounds like you need some luck there on the uh, the sunny coast. <laughs> but um, please, get in touch, Alex, if you reckon there's a problem that Dyson and O'Kine can put their heads together and solve, um, we'd love to help you out. The O'Kine Dyson System. Yeah. All righty. On with the show. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Or are we on with the show? Because, Matt O'Kine, we better discuss this. You just told us something that you invented off air, which could be a system, and that you've actually taken steps to uh, to make it a real thing. What's going on, mate? Well, I said it off air. I didn't think that we'd talk about it. But the, <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is... Before this segment, you, we were talking about, you know, different systems we can put in place and, we were, and I was trying to figure out, you know, who's who's doing their most around the house. Yep. And uh, you said, oh, you know, like who's who's in the good books or bad books. Yeah. And then, then you said who's punching, basically, who's punching above their weight, you know, who's doing better yep. in the relationship. And then I just happened to mention that I own <laughs> the domain whoispunching.com, okay? <laughs> now... <laughs> Why haven't you brought this up already? (laughs) Can I just say that it was my idea. The idea was, right, and and, and yeah, tell me if this is an like tell me if this is a good idea or not, because I never felt went through with it because I don't know how to I don't know how to actually create this thing. But I just thought it'd be funny to have an app where you go (laughs) you go and look like Tinder, right, or one of those dating yeah. apps, you just get presented with completely random couples. <laughs> and you swipe right for the person on the right is punching and left if the yeah. person on the left is punching. <laughs> and you just see and you're just like, oh, that person's definitely punching. No, that person's <laughs> punching. That person's punching. Right. And then I thought it would be funny like because you submit your photo with your yeah. partner yeah, and like after a week – the you know you get your results back and you say well it turns out ninety two percent of Australia thinks that I'm punching above my weight and it's a compliment to your partner because they're obviously but it's also a massive diss to the other person fifty percent of the people it's not a compliment to unless no, it's split down the middle anyone who's punching is usually it's a good thing you know you're doing you're doing great yeah sure yeah that's true. <laughs> This doesn't so sound super like- scientific, though, as far as figuring out who's punching. Is hey. it the most sub- symmetrical face? <laughs> I don't know. Look, it's all it's all down to taste. This that's the thing. There's no right or wrong. All right. Yeah. Anyway, side hustle. If you can help me with this app, please get in touch <laughs> at matt.n.alex. I've still but got that's the domain. The thing. But maybe if the photo comes up, and as well as just like, oh, they're banging hot under it, it could be what they do for a living how charitable each person is, how oh, funny yep. each person is, you know. Uh, oh, boring. I just <laughs> want to see hot or not. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good to know. Well, look, keep it, hitting just, us with your systems <laughs> at matt.n.alex. Or if you'd like to buy a domain name, Matt O'Kine <laughs> is in the market to sell <laughs> for a nice price.
day breakfast. Now, Matt, we've already had a little bit of weird news on the show as far as uh, the Bali authorities taking care of business in a time of COVID, but it's not the only weird news that's floating around the place. Yellow Strange headlines taking uh, fancy this week, so we thought we'd give you an opportunity to guess uh, what the heck has been going on in this world as part of this quiz that Alex Dyson likes to run. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for another Dyson's Weird News Quiz. And our contestants today, joining us from Melbourne, Brett. Hello, Brett. Hey, how you doing? Brett, you, you kept your eyes on the news, mate. Are you a, you a keen reader? Uh, look, I, I, I flick through, like, the um, state-owned news every every morning every time I, I get to have a quick break at work, but other than that, not a lot. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's interesting. Will it be enough to uh, knock off Jess from Sydney? G'day, Jess. Hey, how you going? Not too bad. Are you a weird news hound? Uh, a little bit. I do like reading some of those weird headlines, like with that clickfish stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. you like them? You, you're you're yeah. a clickfisher, are you? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Very, very <laughs> good. Well, you might go well on this particular quiz. Now, uh, usually you win a Matt and Alex mask for this. Um, look, I got a bit of bad news. The uh, the Matt and Alex masks have run out. Um, They're too hot. Far too hot. Everyone wanted. We were moving, moving units like there was no, was nobody's business. Uh, but the good news is a, uh, a podcast hosted by a, a lesser host, Mr. Tom Tilly, um, had a few lying around, um, and so you are in the running to win a mask of the briefing podcast. So um, congratulations! Oh yes, can't wait. Are you, do you, either of you listen to the briefing? I do actually. Oh, well, yeah, it's a great so podcast. Okay. My Double partner uh, listens to it daily as well. What about you, Brett? Uh, a huge fan. Um, only when I'm going for a walk around Footscray. Good. All righty. Well, that's that's lucky that uh, we've got some uh, fans of the, the briefing on the show. Very, very good. Shame they couldn't shift all their masks, though. And so we've got <laughs> <laughs> We'll see how we go. All right. Are you ready for question number one? Ready to go. An 18-wheeler rolled over in San Antonio this week, releasing a load of what? A, cheese, B, bees, or C, geese? B. Uh, Brett. Brett? Oh. B, uh, bees? Yep. That's absolutely correct. Congratulations. You were straight How in there, you, Brett. Did you did know you, this? Yeah, did you know this, Brett? Yeah, I did. Wow. Why? How? Uh, like, news like that from the States is just always entertaining. <laughs> do you have, because you work at a hotel, do you have one of those, you know those, um, videos that play on loop in a pub where it's like unusual news and then it shows people skateboarding then it shows like a bikini photo shoot on the beach or those things. Yeah, what, what, <laughs> no, what no, is no, going no, on with those screens? I, I've what? never worked in one of those kind of pubs but I know what you're talking about and I wish we had something that fun on but they always just have like the cricket on. Yeah. Uh, I'm, just, I'm watching the screen and I'm like someone doing some sick skateboarding trick and then yeah. like a nude person and someone picking and a wedgie like... at the beach and then someone's <laughs> flying down a mountain in a wingsuit it's ridiculous <laughs> um anyway you're up you're up one nil brett so this is good you need to, to get this one to stay in the, but what in the game the here jess what the hell oh happened? sorry yes it was well a truck flipped um it was oh a bee God. removal business turned over as it attempted to navigate a curve uh near san antonio uh and Rick Fink, the president of the Alamo Area Beekeepers Association, bemoaned it uh, as being unfortunate, but does not blame the firefighters for spraying fire retardant foam, which killed a few bees still stuck in the truck. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you said a bee removal business, like truck. It kind of makes it sound like the bees were, like, 
moving house. <laughs> well, I guess they were because there was 40 hives in the truck and then a bunch of bees flew out. Anyway, all over San Antonio. So I'm um, sorry for the bees that didn't make it in the end. He said, you know, I'm glad no people were hurt, but it definitely saddens me from a uh, bee death standpoint. Mm. Um, all right, question number two, Jess. Uh, we're backing you for this one. Uh, it is thus. 28-year-old Manua Faruqi has sent has spent the last 25 days in an Indian jail due to what? A, he was apparently going to tell a joke about some Hindu gods. B, he was apparently going to slice open a kid's jumping castle while the children bounced inside. Or C, he was apparently not Manawa Faruqi, but a Manawa Faruqi impressionist who now, due to law, cannot be released until the real Manawa Faruqi is found. Brett. Jess. <sighs> oh, Brett jumping in there. What do you I reckon, I feel like Brett? that was C, wasn't it? C? Yeah. That's incorrect. Oh. I'm so sorry, which means that, Jess, you are free free reign here, A or B. Okay, well, I was going to pick C, so this is a 50-50. <laughs> That's lucky. I'll go, I'm going to go B, just because it sounds a little bit more crazy. <laughs> I'm very oh. sorry. He was apparently going to tell a joke. He's a comedian in India, and uh, he's an Indian Muslim stand-up comic. He spent 25 years days in a Madhya Pradesh jail for jokes he did not tell an audience, but he was it was suspicions that he was going to. So they locked him up, uh, claimed that the objectionable comments were made against Hindu deities at the comedy event. Last week, however, uh, Katri told Article 14, an Indian news website, that Faruqi had not made the jokes in a performance, but was going to. So oh, uh, they, they preemptively, I've, preemptively I've stabbed him. I've done stand-up in India. Yeah? I could have ended up in jail, but thankfully... <laughs> You know, there's no crime against telling jokes about vacuums. <laughs> I could have ended 25 days in the clink. Very, very, very lucky. It's sort of like you could do the movie Minority Report about that because that's about the precogs who lie in that goop and, like, predict murders, but they don't actually happen. You know, with Tom know. Cruise? Brett, Jess, do you know what Alex is talking about? I'm not, I don't recall. I don't remember it. It's based on a really good Arthur C. Clarke book. No, no, Arthur C. Clarke, Philip, uh, Philip K. Dick. Goodness me. Brett, you do, do, you, do you play a fair bit of trivia? This is this is incredible. Oh, no, it's been a lot of time just league. reading. Uh, don't wow. worry, Jess, so do I. I feel like Brett could take over this podcast. I'm getting switched out of here. We've, we made you have a have a new lobe on our hands uh, when it comes to, comes to weird news. But, um, all right, question number three. Uh, again, Jess, you need it to stay in the game. <clears throat> the Target department store in the US has stopped selling coconut milk branded Chaoko due to concerns over what? Okay. A, the coconut milk company is accused of using milk from the cheaper and more bitter Margot nut. B, the company is accused of using mercury-lined tin in their packaging. Or C, the company is accused of using forced monkey labour. Brett. Jeff. Oh, I was Brett's going very, for you, Jess. Come Brett on. Brett was quick again. What do you think there, Brett? I'm going for B. B, mercury-lined tin in the packaging. Yep. Oh! Incorrect again. I tell you what, he's a shower, not a grower. <laughs> he's jumping in with all the answers and none of them are right. Hey, have you had a word of my ex-wife? Because, like, seriously. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yes, it means that you once again have the 50-50. You got the wrong 50 last time. What are you going to be doing this one? Uh, The cheaper and more bitter Margot nut or the company's accused of using forced monkey labour? I think I'm going to go with C. Forced monkey labour? 
That's absolutely oh, correct. She's done it. She has done she it. Has done Chirico's it. Thai supplier is accused of forcing monkeys to pick coconuts from the trees. CNN reported by dropping uh, the brand Chaoko. Target is joining thousands of stores that refuse to profit from chain monkeys' misery, says Peter, Executive Vice President Tracy Riemann. Um, it's previously said it's <laughs> uh, the company denies that this is happening and previously said it has audited its coconut plantations using a third party and found no use of monkeys for harvesting. So um, I don't know who to believe there, but the accusations are out, which means it's a tie between Jess and Brett. And the great news is that, despite writing one last week, I didn't write a you did tie, tie breaker, breaker today. but I have one. <laughs> I've oh. got one. Okay, man, that is, this is lucky because I was I was literally just scrolling news.com right now, just desperately trying to find a story. <laughs> okay, which of the following three entities is releasing videos encouraging people to lessen their climate footprint? Okay, is it A YouTube, B Pornhub, or C the Australian Federal Government? B. Brett. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I heard Jess say her name first. I just heard a B from Brett. Oh, Jess, we're going to give it to you. Oh, God, pressure. <laughs> I'm going to go B. It's absolutely correct. Oh, yes! <laughs> no, Australian correct. government less concerned with the environment than Pornhub, which has said that it's going to be releasing videos with some of, uh, you know, people that it works with to uh, whilst people are um, getting amongst it, uh, growing, <laughs> not showing. Whilst they're, <laughs> whilst they're upping their emissions. Um, <laughs> they could lower their oven. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in some videos so that, yeah, people can be more conscientious humans and uh, lessen their carbon footprint. Uh, See, I- can I dive in there? I can't remember where I read that, but I remember that they did a, apparently they did a video on the world's most polluted beach and every view of it they put towards um, like climate policy and all that kind of like putting money into environmental stuff. Yeah, they're raising money as well. It's um, it's pretty incredible stuff. I can't find the article anymore, but I did read it. And so that does mean, Jess, you've won the briefing mask. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Very excited. And Brett's giving us more information than we even, this is, than we had. Get off our podcast, Brett. Go start your own podcast, mate. Yeah, you are showing us up at the moment, Brett. But we thank you very much for joining us and Jess. And maybe we'll catch you next time for another Dyson's News quiz. Thanks thank very you much, guys. Brett. Congratulations, Jess. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See you, Brett. Bye. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. No, nah, no worries. Thank you. Bye. All right, what you're hearing is Matt hanging up a phone live. What just? What was that call about? Well, they asked me about a survey that I did almost two years ago now, and it's from the um. No, but the, who was it from? It was the TV ratings system people, <laughs> right? And so, if, if it, what you what you might not know is that TV ratings are calculated by these boxes that are sort of connected to people's TV sets. Unlike radio um, where people knock up at your door, um, give you a piece of paper, a booklet, and you've got to shade 15-minute increments <laughs> where you listen to radio. TV's gone. No. They actually just put it on so it's automatically registered. And one box will represent, you know, depending on where you were, um, might represent more 
let's say you're in a capital city like Sydney. Mm -hmm. Your box might represent, say, 4,000 people. Right. right. So when the TV ratings come out and it's one million people watch Master Chef or something, it's yeah, you know, actually about a hundred people watch. It. <laughs> yeah, but, Do you it, know what I mean? but, like, but they take a box and it just times it by the many people in that city. Yeah, yeah, you know, and in regional areas, <laughs> they might be worth less. Okay, so um, and have I ever told you about a certain uh, yeah. sh show I did on a on a certain channel in which we rated. 1,500 viewers for the, um, for the episode. Australia-wide. Uh, this is a national <laughs> 1,500 viewers. You can say what it is. It was Thursday FC. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I don't want to bring down anyone else. Well, you can't okay. bring something down that is dead. <laughs> you know, though it doesn't, it doesn't count. Okay. It, it rated 1,500 in, at one point, um, a replay of it on one Friday afternoon on SBS. Um, the only thing that we can know for sure in that instance is that one person in a regional area watched it. That is all <laughs> we know. <laughs> you know. Like, there is, that is all. And they might have just watched it because they left the TV on, to be honest. They <laughs> fell asleep. So why, was, why were the ratings people calling you? Is, well, like they wanted me to have a box. They want to install a box in your house so yeah. you could be 1,500 people. So you could turn on could... Thursday FC. <laughs> well, you can't. It's not on television but anymore. Because but... I've got shows on TV that I am still the host of. People people message me all the time saying, oh, I'm watching your cooking show. Oh, oh I'm watching your cooking show. So suddenly, Conf Shortcuts to Glory on the ABC has bloody... Thousands <laughs> more viewers <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere. Exactly. Every oh. single morning. So did you accept? <laughs> are you going to have the box? I told the guy, I said, I'm in the industry. And he goes, oh, what do you mean in the industry? I'm like, I make shows that are on the TV. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. That might be a problem. I'm like, yeah, it'll, it'll be a problem because I will just watch my shows. <laughs> and he goes, let me just check with my, my team leaders. And then he went off for about 30 seconds. He's like, yeah, that is absolutely a problem. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So well, I'm sorry to the makers of Shortcuts to Glory on ABC. Um, yeah. <laughs> I owe you a few thousand views. Goodness gracious me. <laughs> and it sounds like uh, other shows late night on an SBS won't be getting that many viewers now either. <laughs> Matter of kind. Hint, hint. <laughs> hey, I respect art house Italian <laughs> movie making, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, but let us know when you've been an insider. Ooh, yeah. When have you been on the inside? Yeah. When have you rotted the system? When have you had a conflict of interest? <laughs> <laughs> Give us your name, address, and tax file number, and we'll be in touch with you soon. Yes, that brings us to the end of another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Massive shout outs to all the incredibly ripped and buffed anti-maskers in Bali right now. A very <laughs> impressive way of uh, toning the rigatoni up. Yeah, um, I always thought you got ripped before you went, but it's just, that's why everyone's muscly who post pics from Bali. They've been yeah. doing the pushies. Um, thank you as well to Jess and Brett for... Uh, 
answering our weird news headlines quiz. Always check our Instagram because we do our call-outs for mm. people who want to be in quizzes on our gram. Check the stories. Uh, check the stories. So, yeah, and, and we do, you know, we ask you for talkback topics, questions, etc., answers. So please keep keep an eye on our socials at matt.n.alex. And don't forget to get in touch with us if you have a conflict of interest. Unless it's producer Bron who puts up a few questions on Instagram sometimes. Bron, you're not allowed to answer your own questions and come on and do talk back on the show because that would be a conflict of interest, wouldn't it? Well, Bron, we're getting a lot of love for you, actually. This is just a side note. Someone on Instagram did get in touch and said, we want to know more about Bron. Did you see that message? You replied. I said, stalk my Insta if you want to see you're supposed to be getting people to our Instagram, not yours. <laughs> They're asking through our Insta. They said they wanted to put a, fa- a face to the voice. Like, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But you, you got on private, don't you? Yeah, but I'll accept anyone. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> the thinking man's private. That's it. All right, well, thank you very much for that one, Bron. And um, thank you very much as well to Angie from Adelaide because we're going to leave you with a voice memo that Angie sent us for the talkback. What rolled where? She had a uh, very good answer to that. So uh, let's dip in and see what Angie has to say here. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you tomorrow for a Friday all-day breakfast. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. So on the topic of what's rolled away from you, like years ago I was in my mum's car and it was Easter. We had those little Easter eggs, like the tiny solid ones. I dropped one and it somehow rolled under the seat and under the interior of the car and it sat in the car for five years. And every time we went up a hill, you would hear the Easter egg like rolling down in like inside the car. <laughs> it was just wild. Every time you go downhill, you'd hear it roll down the other way. Yeah, and then eventually, eventually she got it serviced and someone found it. And it was still intact, hadn't even melted. So that was a funny one. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.